This show is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network. Hello, my friends, and welcome to That's Banging with me, Marcus Solera, and me, Chris Mellon. A new podcast celebrating everything good from farm to plate, ship to service, and field and fork. A celebration of everything tasty, fresh, and excellent that's coming off our island at the moment. As well as interviews with people who are shaping the best of the best of food and drink from around the country. Episodes are out fortnightly on the Head Stuff Podcast Network in association with tasty, fresh, and excellent beer, Hop House 13. As always, please remember to drink responsibly and visit drinkaware.ie. Hello, everybody. You're very welcome back to another episode of FNI Rap Chat on the Headstuff Podcast Network on Headstuff Plus. If you haven't heard of Headstuff Plus, you really need to be checking that out. Headstuffpodcasts.com. And for a mere five euros per month, you can favor and support your favorite podcast. You can pick three or one individual podcast. <coughs> FNI Rap Chat. <coughs> your favorite one. Uh, or any of the podcasts on the Headstuff Podcast Network and support them. Um, also, in addition, you can support Film Network Ireland on uh, Buy Me A Coffee. So if you hate talking about money, let's not talk about money. If you're one of those people that doesn't like this oil, oil and water, money and ah, all that type of thing, then you can go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash FNI and you can support us that way which we'd really appreciate. And then we can keep continue, continuing to percolate podcasts for you. Like that one, Joe? That's a very nice word, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for, the, for, for the foreseeable future. And there's lots of other uh, um, live events and chats that we've had. So if you check out, if you search for Film Network Ireland on YouTube, you'll find all of our content there. There's 13, 14 different online chats and classes and all sorts of stuff. So check that out. Um, I have to also just take a minute just to congratulate the people behind Mind, uh, MindingCreativeMinds.ie, um, a brilliant service. We did a, 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 a Mind Yourself episode just examining the infrastructure of uh, mental health support uh, organizations in this country. And the fact that there was nothing there for filmmakers or creatives or musicians or actors or artists or comedians or whatever, and in no way are we saying that we influenced that. Obviously, the big, massive global pandemic has influenced that. Um, but we're absolutely delighted to see that that exists. Uh, there's a 24-hour hotline that people can call for advice. There's free counseling sessions. I know for a lot of actors and writers and creatives, it really is a choice sometimes to pay your rent or go to counseling if you need it. You know, So you pay your rent every day of the week because you need to live somewhere. So the idea of having a, a, a structure um, or, a, you know, a safety net organization like that is incredibly important. And bravo to whoever put that in place. It's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful thing. Um, mindingcreativeminds.ie, check it out. Today, uh, in the studio, I'm joined by 
the second bottom of the barrel. Someone who was really good on the uh, my under nines football team. No, no, the most second, the nation's second favorite Joe after uh, Joe Biden, uh, Joe McGuckin. Okay, yeah. Okay. I, I thought you were going to go with Joe Rooney. I was like, who, who, what other Joes is that? You're right. I'm sorry, the third most. Uh, oh, yeah, I shouldn't have reminded you. <laughs> um, how are you doing, Joseph? Good, yeah, not too bad, all things considering. Isn't that the old cliche answer? Jesus Christ, what a fucking time to be alive. Isn't it great? Yeah. It's I great mean, to experience it. And I say this, and I've been saying this, and I think it's really appropriate that, you know, never has the phrase, any day above ground is a good day, been more applicable than at the moment mm-hmm. I don't know about you but I'm really grateful to be number one busy in any sort of way but you know to still be around <laughs> yeah man yeah I got a job in it like so it's crazy it's it's mad how it, it's polarizing I think it's polarizing like it can be really shit and it is mm-hmm. and it can be really good it's about perspective as well isn't it like you know also it can yeah. just be really hard well, I think if, you, if you're lucky enough to be able to step back and you're not under any tremendous financial pressure at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Which I know a lot of people are. And my heart goes out to anybody who's really struggling on top of that in that way. Yeah, of course. But I mean, you, at the, in, in the best of times, like it's financially hard. If you go back to before the pandemic even hit, you can see the prices of rent just skyrocketing and the homeless numbers are up. And it's, yeah, it's, you know, it's just a... So what we're going to do as a result is myself and Joe have got together and we were releasing a single. It's yep. ca- it's called uh, <laughs> no, it's it's not called anything. Uh, it's called stop talking shite. Um, but yeah, I, I I I've been you know kind of on the periphery watching Joe's career in kind of comedy and in entertainment in general terms for a while. Um, Joe is and Joe's a really interesting example of a really hard worker who. He's just kind of going about his business, which, you know, a lot of people kind of see from the outside looking in and really admire. And I wanted also to get someone on the podcast who is kind of perceived as like an internet guy. Sure, yeah. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah, absolutely. And kind of, and, and, and talk to you about that and what that means and what comedy is now and what comedy is to you. Hmm. Um. So kind of, how did it all start? Like Joe, Joe's like a, a viral sensation or whatever that is. Somebody who's who who works in comedy and gets a lot of hits, you know. Yeah, he's more hits than Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, what, like, how did it all start for you? For just, let's take you right back to this. Let me just pop you up on my couch. And <laughs> tell me all about how it started. Joseph. I don't know. I mean, I think most predominantly, I'd be known for the stuff that I've done with the Wind Up Merchants. And if you wanted to go back to the start of the Wind Up Merchants, um, the biggest. I, th- I think one of the the fourth video that we made as the wind up merchants was the Lewis video. So you know the the drivers learning how to drive <laughs> to Lewis and they're pushing the apple. Like it was during the time where the Lewis drivers were going on strike. Yeah, yeah. And that just kind of blew us up. But it's it's interesting because even before the wind up merchants, at the start of YouTube, it's 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 hard to just pull a point on where it started. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's just constantly been a slow snowball and kind of thing evolving i mean mm. like did you go and study did you go and stu- you can't go and study comedy like did you go did you go and study something else or what's your background and i know you have a background in technical aspects of yeah, kind of I, like yeah I, um which helps when you're doing that stuff right 
yeah, well, when I was a teenager and stuff, I used to do workshops, a lot of workshops and, and working. My training was really with youth services. Yeah. yeah so yeah. like when I was 14, 15, 16, learning how to pick up a camera and press record and take files off it. And yeah, yeah. So that, that was like me training. And then they seen that I had an interest in it and they sent me on to Filmbase had a, an Apple editing course for Final Cut Pro. They sent, sent me on to that, which was huge because I could never afford that. Like that, so that was, that was I was delighted. But that man, you're, ta- with you're that. talking to somebody who's benefited of, from scholarships my whole life. Yeah. You know? So I know yeah. you need that. You know more of that, and we'll try and provide that with you know, more of that with kind of F and I as we go along. But um, yeah, yeah, like I could not. Ne- yeah, I could never be the confidence boost. It's not even about the money with things like that. You know, it's the confidence boost, isn't yeah. it? Right of and someone the, the showing interest. Getting the like when you're a teenager and you get to make a stupid little film like you, looking back at the films that you would have made show their, show their art yeah whatever like, art, you know, just. crap pieces of art <laughs> art can be crap not all art is, is good um, although that's objective but when you get to see a film that you made on a big screen mm-hmm. and like Mark O'Halloran is there and he's, he's like just watching it like he's just there as a guest or whatever mm-hmm. that's that that's huge as a teenager you're like Oh yeah, this is. I oh, have to keep doing this. I need to keep doing. Like it makes you, it fills you up with so much energy and excitement about making stuff like that. It's like taking smack for the first time. Sure, I've yeah, never I mean, tried, but I'll <laughs> take a word for it. <laughs> but yeah, it's an addictive, isn't it? That feeling of you yeah. Know? And I, I don't think like the people who do it for the right reasons. I think it's uh, it's it's something that you you know it is an addiction, like and a good one as well. I mean, surely. It's the same thing now. If you if I bring out a comedy sketch and it does really well, I'm like on that high for about a week. Yeah. And it's, it's I imagine if you made a feature film, you'd be and it done well, you'd be on that high for maybe a year. So it's like, in, like it's the same buzz, mm. just at different levels. Of course, yeah, yeah. And that's what it's like for a teenager to to, to like have them experiences. It's it's really powerful. Yeah. I think. So tell me, Joseph. Mm. Now. I hear to be a viral sensation does a magic formula. What's your magic formula for getting all those wonderful hits? I, 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 can't, I can't give you the answer for that because the way I write a comedy sketch is different. I write a comedy sketch like I'm writing it for a, a TV show. Like, so most of my comedy sketches have a lot of production value in it and even like visual effects or something to I can it, see like, it, like every sketch you make I can see you trying to do something different fucking around with stuff and yeah 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 it's yeah, yeah. really clever you know that, like there's almost it's almost even better to see somebody do it the ingenuity and in trying to figure out how to do it with no money yeah there's that kind of four Star Wars vibe about it you know yeah. which, I, which I love seeing it's like oh I, yeah he's a bit of green screen going on there uh, you know didn't quite work in that but you, do you know what I mean yeah but, absolutely but it's just yeah, like yeah, man yeah. give him some money and let's see what he can do yeah you know what I mean yeah, yeah. it's mad but yeah so in terms of going in terms of going viral I think um, yeah I don't know if, if you were to paint a picture like paint by numbers become viral I'd say uh, make it relevant, mm-hmm. make it topical, and be stupid. Like, just make it, like, so that, that I'd say, if you could put them three things together, like, when I say be stupid, be colourful, be loud, be silly in it, and then I think... Allow, you yourself, well, to, like, allow yourself to be ridiculous. Yeah, so if it's relevant, like, if it's something that's happening in the news, it nearly doesn't even, it nearly doesn't even matter. Mm-hmm. 
what it is it's nearly going to do well yeah, and yeah. then if it's if it's you can have a timeless one like a girlfriend sketch or something like that you know it's there's there's not one magic formula but it all do I'll do pretty well if you put down things together. I don't know. Like every sketch that I do is different, so it's hard to know. And some of them I think are going to take off, and then some of them don't take off, and uh, you think that you they're going to do the yeah, opposite. Yeah, you're like, this is going to be a home run because you're, you're probably giggling to yourself, right? And yeah. The, and and then when I'm editing it, I'm like, that's bleeding gas. What do you have to do? Oh, <laughs> and then you bring it out. Oh, Joe, look at you there. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, it, that's, it, you know, it's bacon, isn't it? You know, you're putting your, your ingredients in, you're going, that's going to, look at this. It's yeah. right sugar, cake. sugur is lovely like this ah, how can this not be nice why isn't this rising yeah. and then you know it doesn't quite work but when it hits it hits and like you said there's that high um, you know what's it like now I'm gonna like the murky world of plagiarism what's, <laughs> what's it I know you did like a really which I thought was a really funny original sketch about when the bars reopened you did some, mm. something which I giggled a lot when I saw it and then you know it didn't quite, you know, it didn't break any fucking records in terms of numbers initially. But then to see it, someone literally play, plagiarize it nearly frame by frame mm. in a different country, what did that feel like? And then knowing that you'd no recourse on it. Yeah. What, what did that feel like and how did you deal with that? Man, uh, so this, the sketch you're talking about, it's, it's interesting because the sketch you're talking about, it blew up. So the sketch you're talking about. Yeah. I might digress a lot, so if I do, try rein me back in. Okay. The, the sketch I'm talking about is is when is when pubs actually opened for Good Friday. Oh, so it was even before, it was before the pandemic. It was before the pandemic, right? Like I think about two years before the pandemic, which is right. why I find it even more impressive. Uh, so we made that one when the pubs open for Good Friday, and they're all creeping around the pub, and then they go in the pub, and then, and then at the end, Jesus Christ shows up, and he's like, "Ah, lads, come on, what the." F- Come on, for this one day of the year, we can close the pubs. Like, <laughs> and they've done well. They've done okay. I think I got like half a million hits on Facebook, and I was like, Jesus, yes. Yeah, that's it. Sorry, yeah. let me digress and say it was. It did do quite well initially. Initially, yeah, yeah. but then in re- in relation to how it performed its second time around, which wasn't thanks to me. So somebody ripped when the pandemic happened. Somebody ripped the video and uploaded it on their own personal Facebook page, right? And didn't credit us. And then cut off the punchline at the end and then just packaged it. Just ba- bastardized it and stuck it back. Yeah, yeah. Completely I, I, like, I have a great sense of humor, lads. Look at this kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Look where I'm after finding them. And I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I found a 20 pence piece. Who wants some sweets kind of stuff? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So then he released it and it got millions of hits. I mean, I think brilliant. How, how did he even, re- I didn't even remember the sketch. How yeah. did he remember to go back, find that sketch and associate it with today's kind of issues like you yeah, know with yeah. the pandemic so when the pubs open after the pandemic you can tell that it was early on in the pandemic because there's no sight in anywhere if the pubs open mm-hmm. but then that done well uh, so then that got millions like tens of millions of views and then lots of people took his video and then reshared it on the pages like Lad Bible and all these cut and so we had to just everything just spiraling out of control it's yeah. like lads you know because you, 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 ultimately I'm sure you're thinking if that was on my YouTube channel you know yeah you'd make a few quid now. I mean did you make it yeah. kind of stuff <laughs> when I'm allowed to go did you make it but you know what I mean yeah. like would that like are you thinking those things financially are you just like no I created this this is my idea don't do that that's not fair no, I don't think, like, once once I make the sketch, I put it out, and then I like to forget about it. I don't really, 
I don't really think that I'll make money after it. I think when I make a sketch, I hope that there'll be opportunities that comes from the from sketch. It, yeah, yeah. Which has happened. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I end up working with um with companies just collaborating and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's that's why I make the sketches is to kind of build more that's, of a see, portfolio. Joe, that, but that's why I have you on because you're such an influencer. So maybe you know, I was just thinking maybe if I got you like on our podcast. <laughs> that you could help us like spike uh, spike our views our listens and you, we could go really through yeah, the no, no. We, like both of us yeah and then yeah. you know both of us could get some exposure now as someone like I'm an actor as, uh, as well and I've I've done a lot of comedy over the years and I've done ads and sketches and I had a bit of that oh there's your man from the thing kind of stuff mm. you know now luckily I suppose you've really like you've been at this a while but you've you've really kind of peaked now in the last kind of year oh, year Jesus. and a half <laughs> no, it's oh, all shit, peaked, from oh, bollocks <laughs> But you, do you, what I mean is, in terms of numbers and stuff over the last year and a half, nothing's really open. So I suppose you're only down the shops now. But have you experienced that where people are coming in, or you're in the pub having a jar, and someone goes, "Oh, there's your man from that thing." Yeah. So I get noticed a small bit, but I think mostly I get a, a squinty look saying, "Do I think I recognise him? Did I go for a few drinks with him? Was he?" Yeah, but I don't. But I, I don't. People don't say, "Oh, you're Joseph McGuckin." They yeah. like I don't. People don't know who I am, but they recognise me. They're not quite. Ah, oh, there's Brad Pitt. Not yet. No, not yet. Unfortunately, it's nice. I don't know. I'm not after that. I don't really like being like recognised. I'm like I said. I've, my training. You were talking about me training. I studied in Ballyferma. I done television production and operations. Mm-hmm. I would nearly prefer to be behind the scenes. Um, but just sometimes it's easier when you know what's funny and you have a small crew and like zero money you know what you want to get out of the actor so sometimes it's easier to be the actor yeah. than actually you know be behind the camera and it's it's easier to give somebody a camera and ha- like you could ask your missus to fucking record you like it's well I believe that like casting is the most important and probably the only job a director needs to be good at Mm. because even as an actor myself the best directors I've worked with are just let me off a leash and go do whatever you want learn, yeah. your, learn your lines but do whatever you want yeah 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 yeah. and I, I believe you get the best results from that if you like particularly in that kind of work you well know? then I, I, when it comes down to that then I think the casting director nearly has a bigger role than yeah. the director like if, if a director can give you free reign he trusts you enough yeah. as an actor unless he's cast you himself like and he knows that he knows what you can uh, give you knows what you have to offer then then that's great like but so it's in it's in casting mm-hmm. i think is really important yeah yeah it, it's everything isn't it yeah it is so yeah, how hard it is. is it to cast yourself well when, when you're writing <laughs> when you're <laughs> you look at this fella and go i like him you know and the last time i had him in he was all right but this fucking it's the whole influencer ego thing yeah, is bringing I'm, I'm, to, the, to this now I'm not liking this beard this tired face look Some, <laughs> new headshots fucking razzmatazz <laughs> <laughs> um, but is it you know like obviously you're, you're, you're very down to earth and you're not you're kind of no nonsense and stuff and I don't think you'd be allowed you'd allow yourself to kind of get ahead of yourself um, but how do you kind of See, I'd imagine there's another side to that where it's like, okay, well, there's no cutoff point. There's no one going, no, that's not working. Or, you know, do you know what I mean? So how do you do that? Do you run that by your missus or do you have collaborators and send it, do you send it to for an opinion before you stick it out? Because sometimes, I'm not saying you would, but some people in that 
And I've seen it in that world where they go, they overstep the line and they can almost get cancelled. And it's, right, all, yeah, it's yeah, over yeah. for them just as quickly because they don't have an editor. Yeah. They don't have a creative collaborator to go, oh, hold on. No, you made a reference there to that and that's not cool right now. So, so how do you do that? Do you have some to bounce it off or do you just kind of, your own experiences just kind of dictate yeah, I, that? I think I'm sensible enough to make the right calls or I'm objective enough. Yeah. I can, um, <clears throat> one of the lads can come up with some really wild, crazy, out there ideas and I need to say, uh, that, that's a bit mad. Now, come <laughs> on, we not do that? Like, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, I know I can, I can, I try to keep a PG enough. Mm-hmm. Whenever I, whenever I can, like the sketches that I make, I try, like I, I don't know, I try not make them crude or. <laughs> and to, to, like, yeah, I think there's an imp- there's a really healthy impulse to be, you know, organically or kind of intelligently funny. Do mm. you know what I mean? It's like the, like the cap- capturing that spark. It's like an improv spark. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll say one thing. I'll say I think the best way of censoring myself is knowing that me misses his ma. Watches the sketches. Earlier on, early on, we had like no, nobody was watching the sketches, but then we got a bit of an audience and now she watches them as well. And ever since then, like I, I, she said something about me, Instagram story. I don't, I don't a joke about cocaine on me, Instagram stories. And then she, she texts me and then she was like, oh, that's, that's not, that's not very funny. I know people like that. Have, uh, have DVA septums and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, oh my God, I know she's watching this. Like, and now I know that I put, oh, geez. Hello, my name is Joseph. And um, uh, I, I have a special message for the Deviated Septum Association <laughs> of America. Um, <laughs> do, do you worry about offending people? Now, I don't want to mention any kind of other people, but there's other, uh, you know, people who do that type of work. And, you know, there's all, like, comics do all sorts of work for a start. So there's people who do a lot of TV stuff, who do internet stuff. And, you know, the one hand feeds the other a lot of the time now. Um, and I think a smart comedian has realized that. Mm. Um, I mean, you look at the kind of the Hardy books and stuff and their reach and audience and own who I know quite well. I mean, you have to be crafty about this. Yeah. Um, how, um, do, is there a kind of, a, is there a roadmap for what you, where you want to go next or what you want to achieve? Or are you just kind of taking each gig as they come now? Because I know you're working with um, companies and stuff, mm. developing stuff like that as well. What's, yeah, well, what's the uh, next step? Um, I have, I have, like, what? What do you mean? What's the next step? Well, I, like, I feel like you, I feel like you started that question and then, on, and and, then and, switched and, it. I, I know I did switch it a little bit. I just did a little the Kaiser Soze type thing. Um, yeah, like, where do you see? Where do you see yourself in five years, Joseph? That's a good. No, like, where do you see this kind of work leading to? I was only talking to the wife last night mm-hmm. about me age, and I'm like, when does this stop? being funny and become embarrassing yeah yeah like I'm, I'm 30 now like I started when I was 25 I'm 30 now right. like you, you can't can you really can, you can't really be doing this when you're 40 can you like what like something has to give or or else something has to stop and stuff has slowly been given like I've mm-hmm. been chipping away and stuff is stuff is happening like I'm on this podcast like I I listen to this podcast like you know what I mean yeah. this is this is like a a, a thing for me so oh, things are happening it's not a thing for me though <laughs> <laughs> no, it's lovely chatting to you though <laughs> but I think things are weird like it's 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 unusual yeah when you're on the outside looking in it's it looks kind of 
I don't know, exciting. Like I'd say to somebody listening to this and they're like, oh, this, this is really interesting. Mm-hmm. So I've I done some stand-up comedy and it was weird because I was in the audience yeah. As before, like I was in the audience just looking at stand-up comedy. I was like, Jesus. I was going to say you had an outer body experience. I was in the audience <laughs> yeah. and I was on the stage. <laughs> and I was pulling points behind the back. It was crazy. <laughs> then I woke up. <laughs> Go on, anyway, sorry. But then uh, like, I was like, oh, I could do this. I, I think I'd be good enough to do this. And yeah. it looks fun and it looks kind of exciting. And I'd say everyone up there is having a laugh and they all look like sound people. I want to be part of that. Yeah. I don't want to be sitting here watching it. I want to be part of it. And then I became part of it. And I was like, oh, it's it's really not as shiny as no, it's not. you think that it's going to be. Like, And I think that's like the same with everything, man. Mm-hmm. Even acting. Like, oh, yeah. Whenever you get on set like, and you, you're waiting around and it's cold, like you're like, gee, you don't bleed and think about this stuff when you... Especially on a Jerry Walsh set. Oh, it's very cold on a Jerry Very cold, cold. The atmosphere. The atmosphere. <laughs> atmosphere is cold. The attitudes are cold. Yeah. The, oh, Jesus. That is bitter. Uh, bitter, bitter. 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 <laughs> and you come out and you, 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 afterwards you feel yeah, yeah, yeah. bitter. You need some time off <laughs> at, yeah, after a Jerry Walsh show. No, no, but all joking aside, both of us have worked with Jerry a, a, a lot and he's a lovely guy who gives you lots of freedom to work, so it's the opposite of that. But yeah. I know exactly what you mean as an actor. You think it's all... Like before I was an actor and start working, I was like, you know, it's, you think it's going to be, you know, MGM musicals dancing yeah, around yeah, and yeah, everyone yeah. loving each other. The biggest obstacle to overcome, which you're not actually told, is to get out of your own way and, you know, bury your ego as quickly as possible and to realize that, you know, the worst thing about, I suppose, in life, which you're not told about when you're 18 or 19, is the cynicism involved, you know? Mm. The more childlike you are and open-minded, the easier the ride is, you know? I believe it to be. Yeah. You know, there's a terrible amount of cynicism in what we do in particular, you know, or just prejudgments on organizations, on... In what sense? What do you mean? I don't understand. Well, what what I mean by that is, like, the the, the hardest part, the the, the biggest thing to consider, the biggest consideration, I believe, in in, in performance is, is... you know, the asyn- asynical av- environment when, you, when you're working and to rise above that. Yeah. I don't mean ego-wise. What I mean is, is, to, is to not be party to stuff, negativity. Yeah. Because y- it's very easy to feed into that. Do you know what I, I mean? You find, you find the industry is kind I, of cynical? Well, not cynical. I just, but not, not in general terms. I, I, I believe that... Um, you know, because if that's what you're saying, Jesus, Joe, <laughs> <laughs> then you can fuck up. <laughs> no, but what I mean, what I mean is that I suppose one of the hardest things to overcome is the perception of, um, you know, or I suppose jeal- the jealousy elements, mm. people that are doing better than others and mm. what are perceived to be. I mean, I know people are doing incredibly well. Mm. incredibly well and they're very unhappy yeah 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 you yeah. know or they have been very unhappy yeah but that's like the outside looking in thing yeah yeah like you think that you would be happy if you had what they had it's as grass is always green on the other yeah, side yeah, like, yeah. And like how much is enough i mean i know people that you know were leads and features yeah produced series see like movies all sorts of stuff and, yeah and they're still de- dealing with the same kind of you know grand canyon chasm of what yeah. i'm gonna do next yeah that, that's it like you, you, know? you finally achieve what like this this is what this is what I find interesting. Like when you're when you're eighteen, yeah, you want to be in a future film, let's say, just for example. Mm-hmm. And then so from eighteen to twenty-five, you you achieve that. Yeah. But you achieve so many little steps in between that the last step 
compared to the feature film is such a small step yeah. that you nearly don't appreciate it. You'd need to be that 18 year old to appreciate what you just achieved. Yeah, yeah. So it's just about the, pers- the perspective as well. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? Does yeah, no, no, I do. No, I, I, I do. It's, a it's like, no, it's not, a, not, a, not. No, not at all. I think that, um, you know, people are looking, like you said, it's that grass is greener on the other side thing. It never is, you know. Mm. Um, you need to be it's miserable on both sides <laughs> the grass is always kind of dying yeah, on yeah. both sides of the brown <laughs> <laughs> the grass is always browner that's we're going to use that now for the for the, the grass is always brown the, gra- the, the grass is always browner with Joe McGuckin <laughs> yeah I think I think the problem with the industry is it's not cynical enough <laughs> yeah, oh, really? I'm sorry I'm going to have to stop you there Paul I think we need more cynicism I think we need to I think we need to cancel you I think people are too positive if anything <laughs> they need to bring it down a notch you take it down a few steps um uh so yeah i mean comedy to you what kind of who influenced you when you're kind of growing up um what what's funny to you what makes you laugh okay um you know um, what was the kind of last funny show or movie you've watched or, or who influenced you growing up what what's your favorite color and what's your star sign? What are you doing later? <laughs> I've I finished last night. I finished the last episode of season two of Succession. You yeah. watched that? Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. Oh yeah, my yeah. god, that's like I don't even know if you'd call that comedy. But I mean, would you not? I mean, it's so there's so well, many heavy yeah, teams in well, it. But like, well, you know, Will Ferrell and Adam McKay produce yeah, it. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the guy from Peep Show. He, yeah, he's yeah. like the showrunner now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is uh, incredible. And Peep Show is great as well. It's like, so dark. It's a comedy wrapped up in like drama. In like an incredible kind of, um, yeah, drama, Joseph. Yeah. So it's, like a, it's like a comedy drama. Yeah. The, the end of that, I literally, I sat up on the edge of my seat. You know, when you go, oh my God, oh yeah, my God. Yeah. It was the same as the Red Wedding in Game of Thrones. That day are the only yeah. two. They're the only two times that I sat at the edge of me, literally went, no way, no way. I sat, yeah, I was on the edge of my seat, Joe McGuckin. Yeah, that could be the name of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but before but, that, sorry, go on, what were you No, no, saying? I was just going to say, I'm a big fan of your work, Joe. Oh, yeah, yeah, thank you. Keep up to good work. Big fan of yours. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't worked in a while, so you're not a fan of my work. <laughs> big fan of the podcast. <laughs> um, the... But, but yeah, it, it yeah, it just works on so many levels. There's so many moving, mm. hilarious parts in that, and it's so like you shouldn't be enjoying it. It's like watching yeah. your two brothers rip the piss out of each other and say very personal things. It's like, and that's what it is, isn't it? It's that it's family that, yeah, literally yeah. tearing strips off each other. Yeah. Um, but it's also an insight into like a crazy like the corporate mentality kind of thing. Like fil- but the filthy, filthy rich, like billionaires, multi billionaires, like and but then you also see like they're just families, but this is also the darkness mm. of how they treat each other, like you know what I mean? And it's all just centered around money and it's just oh man, man. Yeah, well it's you know, loosely based on the Mordocks kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, but yeah. I mean as a child of, uh, as a as a child of a billionaire say, of, of a billionaire <laughs> who never gives me any pocket money, I have to say it's very accurate. Yeah. No, no. Um, um, look, I'm I'm one of six in my family, mm. so some of them dynamics I absolutely know and understand, and I've been all of those <laughs> yeah. people. That maybe uh, haven't been as harsh on my siblings as they as they have in that way, where they literally, you know, bury yeah. them alive. Yeah, you know, but um, it's. But like, it's hilarious to watch. Does like they the, also 
they work with each other as well. They're yeah. not they're not just family, but they're like uh, colleagues. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. And like like chair board people like that. Fucking family and business, <laughs> oil, oil and water. <laughs> they say never mix family with business, and that's literally what they do. And yeah. that like expendable to the the outlet, and it's ah man, it's out. like King, King Lear on fucking cocaine. It's mm. crazy. Mm. Um. So yeah, that's good. Um. Who else? Who kind of in the environment that you're in? Um, okay, is that what you meant? No, but I'm no. I'm asking now. Okay. Who kind of in the in in the world that you you're rock, the circles you're running in now? Um, who do you, you you like or admire? Who makes you laugh? Kind of? Um, like most of the people on most of the people on the telly don't really impress me or radio. But mm. it would literally, and I know that sounds obvious. Or is, there somebody people, or is there somebody people need to watch out for? They're very funny, kind of thing. I think Tony Cantwell is yeah. hilarious, very good, and just yeah, he's very funny. Tony's about to pop. Who won Comedian of the Year last year? Did he really? Yeah. Did he really? Yeah, Tony actually occupies the office next door to where we're sitting right now. Okay, yeah, is he in there now? Can uh, we go in there? Tony, <laughs> spin on me, Tony. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, but he's Tony he's, is gas. He's genuinely very funny. Yeah, and his podcast is great, and it's really hard to hold a podcast on your own for whatever an hour, mm-hmm. and he does it brilliantly, um, but. In terms of stand-up comedy, I think Steve Benner also won the he won comedy comedian of the year a couple of years ago, maybe three years ago, maybe four years ago. Who knows now? Anyway, maybe he won it four years in the trot. Not if Tony won it last year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Matt's again let me down. Um, but yeah, he, the minus five hundred euros that means you're five hundred euros in your bank account, doesn't it? Isn't that yeah. what it means? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah Just sure. live like that. Yeah, Just sure. don't spend it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure thing. Yeah. He's uh, funny. Uh, Darren Conway is very funny. Uh, I've been working with him a good bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Darren's great, isn't he? Yeah, he's really funny. Really naturally funny. Like, does it go? My, my mate David McDermott. He's just naturally funny. Like the things that he just says are very funny. You yeah. know what I mean? Does funny is funny is funny, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you can't teach it. Like some of my mates in school growing up, it's just mm. that's what, like ideally that's the kind of magic you want, isn't it? Yeah, on screen. Look, I don't think I have that. I think I'm too, I don't like strategic. Yeah, so like I'm better. Somebody at has writing. to fucking write it down, Joe. It, yeah, <laughs> that's how it works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and I'm no one is there. You observer. are. It's the thing, Joe. You are. You're both of those things. But you just don't credit one because one, one is more, more, one is more important than the other in your head. You know, well, in a moment, in a moment, I'd rather I'd take a conversation more seriously. Yeah. Like I'd try drag a conversation in a more serious direction, but naturally. Yeah. but these funny people would just be looking for the funny all the time yeah. like Dave or like Darren they'd just be looking for the funny and they'd be like oh I don't want to talk about complex emotions or fucking anything like that you know yeah well I lived with two stand-up comedians once okay what was that like it was very funny it, like, was it yeah, yeah genuinely but you know the other side of that is it's like the only way I can describe it is I remember I had a conversation with my brother one time about my acting and it, it wasn't the usual, why don't you become a taxi driver or something and, and get a real job, which happened previously a couple of times. Right. But <laughs> it was kind of like um, very much a case of him. What was I saying before that? What, what, what did we talk about before that? I was saying that you wouldn't think, like I'd drag a, a conversation into a serious direction. Yeah, yeah. Whereas funny people would drag it into yeah, a Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, I beg your pardon. I was talking about two stand-ups yeah, 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 that yeah. I lived with. Like some of the funniest times I've ever had, but yeah, like my brother, 
Well, uh, yeah, as I was saying, just to backtrack, as we'll probably come you back. You digress to too. I digress. This is great. I just went <laughs> off on a tangent there. I was like, la, 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 99 red balloons. Um, but yeah, uh, I, my brother, your family, um, they can't be objective. So once you get to know how the, the sausage is made, or you know, you know, it's just like, it's, you know, if you're listening to a laughter track all the time, or whatever the noise may be, or one of your favorite songs, if you over if you over listen to that favorite song of yours, it loses its power. Yeah. So yeah, if you yeah, live yeah. with you know if you live with a stand up, after a while it becomes less funny. I'm not saying that did with them. Hilariously lovely, wonderful individuals and mates of mine. Yeah. Both of them still. I'm not saying that, but the, what my brother said was, you know, I don't get what all the fuss is about. <laughs> about, the, about the comedians about me oh about you uh, you, you know <laughs> I, I can't he can't be he can't objectively watch me neither can at, I I at, can't objectively but, watch any, anyone that I know act like I'll never be able to watch you in a film I don't think now knowing you like, yeah. I'll be like oh no it's, it's I was just like doing that thing he does again <laughs> but, but it is that thing it's like and you are that voice mm. in your own head to yourself so you need to separate that like I've had people tell me I'm the funniest person they've ever met and then I've had people who when I speak they walk <laughs> away <laughs> so it works both ways you know you can't be everybody's best friend and you can't be funny to yeah. everybody yeah you know all the time you just have yeah. to try and give yourself a break mm. and realize that you are in general terms it doesn't go away yeah because you start to get pissed off at yourself a bit you know or, you, and or it's you're over, all... overly critical you know on yourself I kind of absorb the energy that somebody else has like if someone else is just taking the piss and having a laugh yeah. then I just get sucked into that and then if somebody was having a serious conversation I could tone it down I could go that way as well like so you're, you're kind of like a, a, no a normal person <laughs> a, a comedy counsellor yes well, so, no, so tell me that. tell me about funny <laughs> tell me about funny okay and why do you think that's funny tell me <laughs> why is that really funny or is that just slightly funny but yeah it is it's it's a hard it's a hard place to be where are you with those voices in your head of you know that wasn't really funny joe was it or that was brilliant joe how do you balance those scales obviously having a, a, lo a lovely partner and a child is a great leveler oh i mean not even a leveler but if you put something out and it's shit and it does bad like then like it's great to just close the laptop and then just be like okay I'm a dad now I just need to take care of like did, like I need to keep me job and just do normal shit yeah. like it's, you know what I mean yeah 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 and then like the that feeling goes away and then you kind of get creative again I think sometimes when it, it happens even the other way it's tilt it's like I don't know if you play poker but if you go on tilt you're like oh fuck that I'm never playing poker again fuck that and then you go away and then like the next day or two days later you're like do you know what I've done something wrong there like I'd love to go back and, and give it another crack I'd love to I'd love to do and maybe do this again. time I'll put my house up for collateral yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I get the analogy it's like yeah, yeah, yeah I can, yeah, I can yeah. fix that but yeah in, in, yes, I suppose again that harks back to what I was saying earlier about it being an, an, an addiction or a yeah. the the, the I don't know, the chemical in your brain saying, okay, I need to do this again to replicate that feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's also like, you, you feel like you can do it. Like when you see somebody else, you can be uninspired mm -hmm. and be like, oh, whatever. And then you could do nothing for a week. And then you see somebody puts a video out and then you're like, oh, 
I I should have thought that, or I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> I could have I could have done that. Right? Yeah, I like I wait, and then you're like, all right, okay, start rattling the brain, and then start writing the stuff down. And if it's crap, it's crap. You can look at it objectively. I think you can write something and look at it object objectively and say, actually, that's pretty crap. Like we'll just we'll start again with a different idea. Yeah. And then do something funny. Yeah, I believe funny is funny. You know, I mean, there's some very famous Irish comedy shows that didn't hit the mark. I'm sure the idea at pitch at pitch and stage was incredible. Yeah. You know, I'm sure it made everybody laugh, but sometimes it just doesn't hit that mark. And then there's anomaly, uh, anomalies like Mrs. Brown's Boys that I don't think is not funny. I think it is funny and it's made me laugh in the past. Uh, you know, unbeknownst to myself sometimes. Mm. But it is just, in a lot of cases, a lot of Mickey and yeah. Ash jokes. You yeah. know, yeah, it doesn't have an audience for it. Like, if there's and an it's audience fine. for it, then... And I, I, look, like like, I absolutely appreciate the endeavor. Yeah. It's from a similar background to me growing up. I really, you yeah. know, I admire the endeavor and the work and the achievement, you know, but it's not for me. I and prefer the dedication. I, like, but he's been, he's been peddling that character for what, 40 years now? Like, yeah, yeah. like uh, what's it? You won Mrs. Like Agnes Brown, like that film. When was that made? 80? Oh, no, it would have been Angelica Houston thing. Even that, yeah. even that in itself, the achievement of getting that made with her. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. That, yeah. Um, Tom Jones, yeah, <laughs> come on, yeah, he was a superstar. <laughs> he was a superstar in the flats. Big deal. Tom Jones, uh, yeah, it's like you have to admire, like I said, the endeavor. But I think we're past, with the greatest of respect to anybody involved in that, or other, you know, RTE, RTE or Irish comedy vehicles uh-huh. over the years. I think we're better than that now, and we can do more. A really good example is Dead Still that was made recently. Um, and why I'm using that as an example is they were allowed to think outside the box in terms of genre, fuck around with style, mess around. It's a really brilliant watershed, I feel, comedy, drama, show, for RTE looking at that, from, like you said, uh, from the outside looking in, yeah. to say, we're capable of better now. We can do more. We can fuck with style, tone, genre, and do other things. And that'll inspire people, the likes of you and other people who are kind of, kind of coming up on the periphery, to do new things. Mm. Instead of oh, let's set it in a house in Fingless, yeah. or let's set it in a, you know, you know, what, what, like what RTE are doing now are putting small bits of money into a lot of crap shows on the RTE player instead of putting a good bit of money into one good show mm. on the fucking television. Like I know, like I know, it's like they're trying to move. Every, you can put on the RTE player as well. Like you know, yeah, make, yeah, yeah. make one good. Look, in fair, I have to give him kudos in, in some ways. I mean, the Storyland thing has been a hit and miss. I mean, without Storyland, you could say you could argue that Storyland discovered the Hardy books, which I was lucky enough to be part of, um, and it was incredible. But you know, it was incredible because it was a snowball going downhill before RTE went near it. Yes, yeah. Um, and it was funny because it was funny because they weren't censored. Yeah. And just like anything else, I mean, they need to have, they need to let more people in who are making programs like Brass Eye. They need to be risque. They need to stop worrying about the church and state. And they need to start making stuff that's genuinely funny. Mm. Um, I believe. Um, and they need to be doing more of that on the RTE player. I, they are, like you said, and it's very admirable the way they're putting pockets of money out to do stuff and let people play around. That's great to kind of f- fuck around with concepts. Mm. And Storyland is discontinued because of that. And that's great. And I, and I say that knowing people that are involved in these. So I'm trying to be measured and fair. Yeah, some I'm of, involved in them. Like I, I've been yeah. involved in some of the, the RTE player shows, but it's, it's like I still don't, like just because I'm in them doesn't necessarily mean I think it's the best 
idea from a political and financial economical standpoint like yeah. like you know what i mean it's about quality over quantity it's not necessarily like let's just make loads of comedy and then hope something good comes out of it no let's just fu- like they got i remember six seven years ago something where they got they obliterated the comedy they had a comedy section and that's mm. gone Obviously yeah it's terribly sad i mean the, in my opinion the 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 you know, the most success they've had and they've been feeding off that was Republic of Telly. I mean, all of those uh, comics that were on that, they're literally all of their comic output now is coming from nearly everybody that was involved in Republic of Telly. And the reason for that is is because they're genuinely fun- funny. Yeah. Or they were. But you also have to, you need to crack, crack open a window and let some fresh air in now and again mm. because there's a lot of farting going on in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. and people and especially by people who like the smell of their own farts <laughs> you know so uh, in in my opinion like you i believe that they need to take more risks i mean chris like if it wasn't for the likes of channel four chris morris wouldn't have got a look in um you know graham linhan obviously the fart of ted debate goes on and on and on mm. why can't we do that um but i think steps steps are being taken in the right direction in order to open up these avenues for people, but they just need to stop worrying about people who live in cottages 20 miles outside of town in fucking Mayo complaining about it. You know, they need I to stop worrying about that. They, uh, I don't know, maybe I'm saying this because I'm sort of on the outside, but I think they need to reach out to new talent instead of hoping that new talent will go to them because there's people that are very successful online yeah. that just don't. N- they're not aware of the process of creating a TV show and going and getting funding and stuff. So mm. they should they should almost have like a, a scouting system. There should be a stable, like, yeah, a scouting a stable, system. There yeah. should be like a comedy stable, mm. and people are inv- they literally the head of comedy goes out and invites them to come and workshop stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, the, like, li- like the RTE comedy stable or whatever, like in Brandon it, whatever, whatever the names. Obviously, and they irrelevant. talk about money and stuff. They don't have the money for that. People would do that for fucking free. Like if, yeah, yeah. if RT said that they were doing that, they were inviting 10 people out, would I like to come along? I'd pay to the be workshop. in that room. Like, yeah. And it's not a far, this is not a foreign idea. They deal with their soaps. They deal with Fair City. I know this for a fact. I was talking to somebody the other day who's on that. They should be, like, and I know they do, probably do have schemes that I'm unaware of. I'm aware of that. Mm. I'm not completely oblivious to, the, the, you know, to efforts or endeavors that they have already. But you have to say, if still, you know, it's that typical kind of, even anybody who directs in any way, especially if they're working with a client, sometimes when there's too many people involved in the decision-making process, um, you know, if there's a, an MD and then there's a market, head of marketing and then some other people and they're all, they all have an opinion, it just cuts down the tree and then yeah. the tree falls, yeah. you know? Um, there's no room for bureaucracy and fucking comedy, like... No, and, and, you know, there just needs to be, I think, why isn't there someone... We're really having a go at RTE, but it could be any. It could be anybody here. It's not even about RTE. They've, they've, there's some gold in RTE, and there's some brilliant people working in RTE. I'm aware of that. Um, uh, but surely somebody like I'd be wanting the head of comedy and RTE or entertainment to be somebody who's produced something that's excellent quality. Mm. Like but there, there is no there is no head of comedy anymore. Like literally, mm. the comedy department was. Wiped out. Well, it's the same with children's entertainment as well. They outsource all of their kids' stuff as well. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, look, it's nobody's fault necessarily. But I mean, it's the same old chestnut about money and finances. But like, didn't RTA bring out their 
payments for Ryan Tuberty and all the lads. Like they can't pay half a million, man. Mm. Half a million. That's an insane amount of money. That that's could, nine that, grand a week. That could literally fund. Give me his month's wage and I'll give you a film that would win an Oscar. I, 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 you'll do fucking Joe McGuck in the musical. <laughs> <laughs> Another opening. Write the team tune. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, there's that kind of, you know, that's one, that is one way of looking at it. I mean, look, it's that thing about, you know, Tuberty or whoever it is, not having to go at Tuberty, you know, he does Joe Duffy, it. like it's a radio show. He does a radio show, man, where people call in and all he does is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. what did he do? Yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have a woman on the phone, on the phone from Clontarf. Uh, what did he do to you? Uh, but Why yeah, does he get paid half a million for because that? Because he has such an incredible influence um, and that's what they're being paid for. Um and that, you know, the, the, but yeah, I mean, comparatively, I mean, economically, if you're comparing a wage of somebody like that with somebody who is a head of state, it's absolutely bonkers to suggest that they should get paid more than somebody else. Now, yeah. like in fairness, our heads of state don't, don't necessarily deserve what they're getting either based on the job they've been doing mm. over the last 10 years. Uh, um, not individually, but, you know, and their predecessors also. But, yeah, I mean, they. Is there a, is there a new like what what can they be doing to to shake things up? I mean, surely, like I know this even from the things that we do with Film Network Ireland. The best way to get best results and get what people want is to poll to ask people what they want. You know, I mean, why is it beyond like, and and you you could argue that it's already been done for them with the the stats and the analytics from numbers people are getting online why aren't they why aren't any why, why aren't any of these organizations whatever or whoever's commissioning this stuff looking at these figures and going well joe's hot because he's getting half a million hits so we should be developing this guy mm. or an al foreign or whoever it is because they don't care they're just they're just they're not, give the people what they want if it doesn't work gone but they did they are technically they are they have quotas to fill Mm-hmm. They say, we, we need to put 20% into comedy, 20% into drama, or whatever. I don't know what the breakdown is, but they're meeting them targets. And all there is is just a marker or someone that studied marketing, like saying, oh, guys, there's the comedy. They don't care if it's funny comedy. They just care right. if it's just identified as comedy. Whether it's funny or not is another question. Mm-hmm. That should be the quota. Like, you know what I mean? They should, they should even... Um, what do you? They should have focus groups. Yes. See yeah, how many yeah. people laugh at the at the TV show. Like, like pull my, fa- pull my finger this? sessions and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> yeah. He's trying to give him a job. He's fucking really funny. But that doesn't like. Yeah. But there's none of that. It's just people. So okay. So we need four comedy shows this week. Who will we go to? Oh, we'll go to um, Oliver Callan. We'll go to Darren and Gary. He. Not unfunny. Don't get me wrong. Like none of these are personal attacks. I mean, I know. No. Pe- like, I, for example, they're just safe, is what I mean. I'm not. I'm not saying go to shit people. I'm just saying, like I've been in Darren and Gary. He shows like I'm just saying that they're go- They're not trying anything new, mm. and they're not giving anyone else a chance. Not that that's their job. They're not a charity. But it's like I just think I I don't watch any of this, and I've mm. no interest. All of. Uh, Owen Colgan done that beside the fireplace. Yes. That's like something that I was excited to see. I was like, oh, I want to watch that. And it's like the only thing on the RTE player that I was excited to see. Mm-hmm. It's just and not, again, they were looking animation. At, like they have animation yeah. quotas that they have to fill. And then they just like they create the animations and 
they don't really care if it's good or not. Mm. Like they don't they don't care if it gets one star out of five. They just they're like, okay, we have to make an animation. Like where can we go? Like and then I think there needs to be like, and I know there are theoretically it's already in place in terms of people who are ahead of whatever. But I, there needs to be like advisory boards with a Declan Lownley, with an Arthur Matthews. So, yeah, you know, yeah, these yeah, are the yeah. people who need yeah. to to be heavily involved. Yeah. Um, you that know, would be good. That's a good decisions. idea. Because like. I, I, to be completely honest, I'd be much more interested in uh, um, in a, a, not appeasing, but pitching to somebody who I really, really admire. Mm. It, you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, the guy, yeah, the guy yeah. who... If you know Arthur Matthews is reading your script, you're going to be like, oh my God, this better. I need to... I'm gonna I, know, I need to up my game and I really want to impress this person. Yeah. You know? And competition is good. Because to be honest with you, I mean, pitching for the idea of money or for a state broadcaster is not, um, is, is incredible. You know, it's incredible to do that and to be, in a, to be lucky enough to be in a position to do that is wonderful. But, um, you know, you want a sense of pride and achievement. There's a psychological kind of um, apprehension from people because they're afraid of it being, you know, manipulated or, 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 you know, too many people with clipboards are standing around going, you know, you can't do this, you can't say that, you can't mm. do this, you yeah, can't do yeah. that. And you hear so many horror stories as well from yeah, people I, who have walked in, yeah. in RTE that, that come out with, with those stories. Well, not necessarily RTE, but just in general across Irish film and television. I mean, look, I mean, you can't go out and say, you can't go and make whatever you like. It That's not the way the world works. We get that. But there should be a quality control team who are like, we're not just here to take out the stuff that doesn't work. We're here to develop the stuff that does work. Yeah. Do you, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or develop the talent that has the potential to be where this country should be. Because everybody in the world thinks we're the funniest people ever. Yeah. But within our own structure mm. and our on, on home ground, may, uh, are we too cynical? Is this what I was talking about That's earlier? Cynical. Cynicism. <clears throat> are we too hard on these things? It's light entertainment. Are we supposed to fucking analyze it with a petri dish? You know, uh, I think as a nation, we're very um, what what would you call nepotism? Like, there's a lot of nepotism that goes on. Yeah, like, yeah. I think that happens a lot, and there's a lot of uh, complacency. Mm -hmm. Like, like what I'm saying. Like, oh, we can just go with them. So, what time are we shooting that sketch tomorrow, John? Oh well, uh, are we going to talk about that now? <laughs> <laughs> but there is there is a lot of nepotism and yeah. nearly rightfully so like you would you would take care of your family I suppose if if you were there I don't know maybe maybe you wouldn't maybe if someone would do that then you're hiring the wrong person like you need to I I, I don't know do you believe that uh, do you believe that there's transparency like, well there isn't there isn't any transparency is there it's, uh, it's is, is there I mean I'm not aware of it like what's the selection process I was talking to a producer for RTA and I have a script that I'm really fond of you know when you just have that pet project mm -hmm. that it's just always in the backbone and like you want to mm -hmm. get it done and I'm like how how can I get this made like who am I pitching this to and it, they say oh well there's so there's a, a pitching process like online where mm -hmm. you can pitch your ideas and you, there's a whole template that you fill out mm -hmm. and then I'm like is that if you had a TV show is that how you would pitch it? I was saying to the RT, and then she was like, well, no, it, it, it That's works. That's not how I do it. It, it works differently for people that walk in RTA. And I'm like, of course it does. Of fucking course it does. Like, mm. it's just not, it, that, like, that's already, you're putting yourself on a handicap. It's just not fair. It's, it's. Yeah, I, like, let's try and again give RTA a little bit of credit in terms of stand-ups. And they did have different formats where they had, like, uh, like, 
wasn't there like a, uh, a like an X factor for comedians that they did something similar recently? I can't remember the name of the show. No, no, but no, the, right, the Ray Darcy, the Ray Darcy stand-up. But it was a thing oh, that, was I, yeah, I, I, was Kev, Kev McGowan might have uh, hosted it, or he was on it, but I remember it, the idea of it being, it was a kind of a rated or a polled type thing where people picked and chose whoever. Okay. So the idea of that is good, but more needs to be done. I mean, the process... There was, oh, there was, there was a short... T- um, so... I think there was like five, uh, this is probably not what you're talk, yeah, talking okay, about, yeah, yeah. there was like five pilots for different shows and they put them on every week and then I think people voted for which one would then get yeah. produced. But like, it's not really promoted very well. I don't, I don't know if that's still an ongoing thing. I just, it just seems crazy to me that the people who are genuinely funny are, and are pulling in this stupid numbers online, like huge yeah, numbers, yeah, yeah. are not on our television screens. Mm. And the discrepancy in those numbers to what I'm seeing on television is deeply troubling. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, this may not, these, you know, some of the people I'm about to mention may not be everybody's cup of tea, mm-hmm. but to look at it from that perspective, I mean, you look at File Arms and Hog, for example. Yeah. Doing great work, you know, um, numbers are out the door and maybe they have been in discussion over several concepts and yeah, pitched yeah, yeah. over the years or whatever or maybe it didn't work out for whatever reason or maybe they were told to not go near RTE because of those things yeah. I don't know I'm speculating I think well uh, if just I know you were just using them as an example but I think they make a lot of money online independently independently as yeah. a, like as opposed it's, that's probably easier it probably works better for them not going the TV room yeah 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 but I know a lot of people would like would just like to go to. But there's you know there's three or show. four different examples of that you know yeah, um, yeah just using them as one yeah um so yeah funny is funny is funny and the numbers don't lie so yeah like what can we do to, to you know the saviors of comedy uh, Joe McGuckin and uh, this other fella sitting across from me how like yeah, I, I mean what do you do do you wait for an opportunity do you create create you know I feel like the only thing you can create is cinema is a film like you, that's the only thing that you have control I know you, you need full, crea- full creative control over yeah yeah and if, if you can afford to make it yourself or even if you have a low budget and you can just do it if you can make something yourself then it's up to you to I suppose you could do it with a TV show and then you could like shop the TV show around to, to broadcasters mm-hmm. or Netflix or Amazon or something like that. Yeah. But I think, I feel like that, I feel like if you were to do that with a TV show, then you need to do like six half an hour episodes with just three hours. I think it's easier to make one film and then shop it around to... As a concept. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, there needs to be kind of an off-cut kind of mentality, you know, or po- pockets of funding, like pockets where it's like this is available and they're not expect they're not they're not expecting a return on, of investment you know mm. and pretty much it you know not kind of a charity fund kind of idea but the idea of a lab a lab to develop stuff you know yeah or an open pitching forum and give it to the people and let people in from the general public to see how these processes are made. So for example with FNI one of the things that we're developing right now is and it is an online pitching event where, you know, producers, uh, whoever it may be, writers, directors, uh, big companies, small companies, broadcasters can come and watch people pitching. So mm. let's take this, let's take the embarrassment, the stigma. Uh, one thing I think 
one positive of this whole pandemic over the last year or whatever now at this point is that we're all versed now with how to work online. We're not afraid to jump on video calls. We know how it works. Yeah. We've all got over the fact that we all look terrible on, on, on a computer screen. It's not hard. me. It's not hard to polish a diamond. <laughs> uh, but, you, you know, the idea, you know, we need to embrace that. Mm. This blended way of working and pitching and living now, like one of the most interesting things I've seen over the last year was the pitching awards or the pitching competition at the Galway Film Flat. And it just worked so much better. Everyone was so much more confident, relaxed, what did he, what rehearsed. What did he do? Like just stand do, up on stage it, and pitch? Or well, ordinar- online? ordinarily at the Galway Film Fly, you've like a, and a lot of small amount of time to stand up on stage and pitch and someone get someone is chosen as the winner and they get three grand or whatever it is. This year they did it online, so it was a little bit more rehearsed. People can are in their own home. And what I learned from watching that is that people can feel comfortable it's like an audition or a self-tape. Sometimes you can get better results because you're at home and you can control the environment a bit. That seems to work better for writers. Right. So I think the idea of that going forward and making that public and then give, you know, let, let people, let the, let the people decide. <laughs> let, you know, Cohagan, give those people air. You know, <laughs> let the people decide. Uh, you know, they can watch them. Ultimately, you know, whoever has money is always ultimately going to decide what's being made. But I mean, what do you what do you mean pitch? Like, should the like, should the script not be the selling point? Now? No, 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 no. Should everybody pitch? There's an open pitch forum where you go and you stand up and you talk about it. You know. Okay. Yes, you have the initial pitch document where you have a treatment or an outline, and that goes in, and then maybe a first episode, and then an outline for the rest of the show. But I think you know the best oral pitch of something should be you know there should be a we're trying to do that to create an evening or a regular online annual thing where mm. and it's all there for people to see in the future so it becomes so this a, is what you're doing you're organizing yeah a, I, but there needs to you know there needs to be you know an environment of that for people to work in yeah because people can go in and they get a, you know they get a half an hour to go in and talk about the stuff and the you know writers at the best of time not all of them but certainly a lot i know their bottle goes in a mm. in a room like that because they've won opportunity. We're a tiny country, and yeah, they've been yeah, working yeah. on it for ten years in their head. You know, so you need to take the pressure out of that um, for yeah. people and let them either a pre record these things. Uh, you know, there just needs to be new ways of working, embracing the technology, blending it, see how people work, give people you know a safe place from a mindfulness point of view to give the best version of what it is that they're working on and put it out there in the public, and then take into account, you know, the general public's uh, opinion on what, on what they believe to be the best version well, your, of what they want to see. Your pitch process, uh, right, what you're proposing is a live Zoom call, is it? Well, it's a live Zoom call that would be recorded and then would become a catalog or a video mm-hmm. file, like a video f- selection of video files that is there for that year. So, yeah. So therefore, people can go, okay, yeah, they have the treatment. They have the you know, you know, and maybe a first episode or an outline for the series. And that comes with that. But the first point of entry is that video of Joe theoretically standing up for, you know, an elevator pitch for a minute and a half. Yeah. And this is what I'm working on. So then it becomes this, cla- not classified thing, they're public. And then people can, they, then, you know, it becomes a, you know, 
people's court kind of thing. You can be like Judge Judy. Oh, get out of my court. I want that. No, to the plane of $500. Get out of my court. <laughs> or whatever it is. You yeah. know, and just an open forum. There needs to be new ways of working, embracing it and embracing blended and online stuff um, as the new norm and make people as comfortable as possible working yeah. to, to pitch to get the best content. Yeah. So that's I think you want I think you, like if someone's pitching an idea you want them to pitch the best version of their idea because you you want to get the idea you don't want the person pitching to you to be nervous no because what, what if it's a fucking great idea and they're at the, they're fucking it up like you could be I've hearing, seen it done I, hearing, I've seen them. I've seen it done I've seen people that have the best pitches in the whole world and I've, we've worked with them because we did pitching events for FNI before yeah and I've seen people who were in the room you know they were like. They were like fucking incredible, you know, just so smooth, nice and relaxed. You throw them in front of an audience. Yeah. And they're just, they're like deflated balloons. Yeah. Um, it's, it's mad, isn't it? And I did, the other side of that is other people, you put it, you know, crap, you put them in front of an audience and they turn into fucking, you know, Richard Pryor. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? So yeah, it works both yeah. ways. But the idea of giving people the possible, you know, they, they make it their choice to decide which way they want to present something, even if it's a pre-recorded thing to send it on. But the idea of having a library so that people know who's out there, mm. you know, is very appealing. I think that's a way forward. I think watching nervous people is the funniest thing in the world, man. It, <laughs> it is, and it can be endearing too, you know? Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, of course it can be endearing. Yeah, it's, it's very endearing. You just want to like hug them and hold them and love the them. The vulnerability often, yeah, yeah, more yeah, often yeah. than not, can be the, the human, the, the empathy in situations like yeah. that can often get them a call back for something, you know? It's like, oh, come here, guy, mm. you know, kind of thing. Yeah, you want to give them an opportunity. Like, you, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, want, I want to help. The, the idea was, uh, was good. It's like you often see it on Dragon's Den. They make a bollocks of the pitch and even maybe the project was a bit iffy. Yeah. But they give them a few quid because they can see the humanity in the person and they know they're decent. <laughs> there needs to be more, let more like for that reason, I'd like to invest in this project. Yeah. You know, why do people freeze and like when it comes to public speaking, why do, people, not, what, what, why, why, why do people have anxiety jobs? Yeah, I don't know. Like, because they do. Why is a part of the human makeup that makes us nervous about just talking in front of people that are just sitting there? Because is we, it the fear of being judged? Is it like, what is it? The fear of, you know, is it like, is it a pack mentality? Is it because you just want to hide in the pack to survive rather than if you if you stand up in front of an audience, mm -hmm. is it kind of like you're putting yourself up like if you go back to the wild, you're putting yourself up to being eaten by a lion or a tiger. Is that is that what it is? Like because it has to come from somewhere. Well, I guess it is a, you know, a psychological in you know, hang up or hangover from And why do people enjoy it? Some people love it. Do they get a kick out of it yeah. conquering it? Yeah, yeah. Or not conquering it and falling to pieces. There's all yeah. like it, it there's all sorts of reasons why we torture ourselves and why we don't yeah ascend to where we're supposed to be and vice versa. Ultimately it's about finding a comfort within the chaos in situations like that. Um and realizing I know for me, um, you know, I try to remind myself that what other people think of me is none of my business, good or bad. Yeah. And it seems to help, you know, especially with public speaking because I don't have a character to hide behind. So yeah. it's like, okay, like even with this show has, has taught me a great deal about myself over the years. Oh yeah? Over the last couple of years, yeah. Um, that, um, you know. You feel it's kind of giving you a, not an identity, but a, a core kind of, a base, a base to kind of, because oh, I feel like with the wind-up margins, I, I can always like the one that merges the, the comedy group that I kind of, that I have. Yeah. It's, uh, it's kind of like 
that's like the the, the, the sun, the, the self environment, yeah. which everything else, yeah, everything going that orbits goes around, around that. orbits around that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think yeah. In I, terms of art, but. yeah, yeah. No, I get you. Um, yeah, I do feel. I feel as if, um, I think any any form of expression, creative expression, is a good place to to be. Mm. And I've realised that you're you have permission to fail. That means also to say the wrong thing. Yeah. Either on this or socially or otherwise, without fear of being judged. Um, and I think that has taught me that more. I always knew it. I had a mom and dad who went, Don't mind them. Mm. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah, everybody yeah, yeah. else. Yeah. Um, you know, and luckily I didn't have a parent that punched me in the back of the head or anything. No, <laughs> did you not? <laughs> no, look, well, just the once, but we were great, man. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, Dad. Uh but you know, it's 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 a strange one because com- confidence is a is is a bedfellow that you shouldn't get too comfortable with, mm. you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the, the you shouldn't find comfort in confidence. It's the instinct that you're going to fail that often keeps you on your toes, you know? That's why mm. some people who are at the very top fall off the perches of success because everything gets just a little bit too comfortable. Um, that's not to say in, in any way I perceive myself in that way. I do not I have a lot I want to achieve as well. Um, I, I don't feel as if I've got there in any way yet. Yeah, but um, you know, I think that um, it's the safe, the safety. There's a safety in the f- the fight or flight of these situations. You know, there needs to be something. There needs to be something that, that's in jeopardy. You know, um, and what you decide, what you decide that to be, determines how it goes. Do you know what I mean? I mean, pitching to an audience or standing up. I've never done stand up, for example, mm. but I've done a lot of comedy stuff. That seems like the most awful thing in the world for me to go, you know, for it to not land, you know? Right, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. So, so it's not the actual performing that scares you, it's the fear of failing at the performing. Maybe. Like a stage perform, like a, a play. Plays, you have done yeah. dozens and dozens of plays, yeah. So is that, that's not, it's not really too different because if you do stand-up comedy, really all you're doing is reading a script. The only thing that can go wrong is your forced performance. Yeah. If your forced performance goes well, well, presumably, like I know, it's dependent on the audience, and yeah. well, it should all go well. You, you theoretically, I, you, yeah. you know, I've been in stuff that I know uh, that I know wasn't very good, and then you have to, you know, regurgitate the same stuff that's not very good again. You, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's yeah, yeah. to be honest with you, that's like, you know, death by a thousand cuts. I'd absolutely <laughs> say so. Yeah. That's like, yeah, you know, that's when you know the audience don't like it, and yeah. nothing you can do can change that. That's almost worse. Yeah. I suppose. But, you know, the idea of something coming from an organic place within yourself and then somebody shooting it down like Duck Hunt yeah. <laughs> with a look <laughs> is yeah. like, so I don't know. I mean, I, anxiety, fear of the unknown is exactly what keeps us on our toes and I think it's healthy. Uh, I think there's something comfortable, there's something comfort in, in uh, if you're doing a play, you're reading someone else's words it's like it's not my fault. Yeah, if you I, if I you don't shoot the message <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. So if someone thinks that's shit, you can be like, yeah, it is shit. Isn't it? Like, I didn't write that. Yeah. He did. Uh, yeah, there, I, there is. I guess not. Like you don't. You, at least you're not blame. Does a you're not blaming yourself unless you say the performance was shit. And yeah, well, that God knows that's been said enough about yeah. me, um, and and will continue into the future. Um, so here's the thing I want to ask you. I know that you're in nowhere, in nowhere uh-huh. near the end of your career, but and we ask everybody that comes on the podcast about this. How do you deal with rejection? 
Mm. I'm sure you pitch ideas sometimes to clients or wherever you are um, in, in terms of a hierarchy. Yeah. Um, how do you deal with rejection, auditions, whatever, whatever it may be? How do, how, do, how do you directly react to that? What's your immediate response to that? I think I convinced myself that they're making a bad decision. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like I think that's it. What the fuck do you say now for? Like, you know, yeah. it's frustrating. It's absolutely frustrating. But at least with my type of work, it's so short form mm-hmm. that you can just create another thing. It's like music. Yes. You can make like a thousand songs in your lifetime. If it's with film, you can you'll probably make ten. Mm. But like where comedy sketches it's actually harder with comedy sketches because you can run out of ideas a lot quicker than you could have you, do you know what I mean or you can risk making the same joke over and over yeah you worry, you worry about repeating yourself yeah, yeah that's yeah. a that's a big thing like I to go back to the Man United sketch that I done last week okay. I was asked to do a follow up and I'm like it's the same like like a Man United uh, another Man United Liverpool thing for the FA Cup match kind yeah of. yeah for the yeah. FA yeah so that they're saying can you do a follow up with the same two characters and I'm like but the whole punchline the premise is that he's coming out of the woodwork like that's the joke yeah. He now he's already out of the woodwork there's no joke so the humour is just going to be in the back and forth but there's no punchline there's no premise that yeah, this the, gets the, revolves the gen- around yeah, the genesis is not there yeah there, exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And the punchline at the end of that was that there's also a Celtic fan in the wall. And that Celtic fan is in it as well. But there's no point in him being in it because he mm. was just a punchline in the last one yes, as yeah, opposed yeah. to being a character. And so it's like this this sketch I'm not 100% happy with. My but this is the, the thing about working uh, with a client as opposed to making sketches for yourself. that you cut, You're forced to just create just create which is not necessarily a bad thing. No, and it's a sweet spot and it's, you know, I suppose... Um, being able to take that feedback and not agree with it and still make it work is yeah. a skill in itself. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, especially if someone else is paying for it. You know, if you're wearing someone else's socks, yeah, you're gonna put on the shoes the way they fucking give you them. <laughs> Such a strange analogy. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm the king of all analogies. If you're wearing a t-shirt, then you're gonna have to take it off to shower, and that's why you wear socks. <laughs> if you've a stain under your armpits and someone else's deodorant isn't as fragrant as the one you wore before. But yeah, I suppose you need to get yeah accustomed to the taste of something you don't like. Yeah, right? even and 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 go. Mm-mm, I like that. Yeah, cherry aid or whatever it is. And, I've and, a, and and really enjoy it. I've started. I've I've gotten a few opportunities to uh, self tape for features and like for, just for small roles here and there mm-hmm. and that's kind of been the forced taste of rejection mm-hmm. that I've kind of gotten literally just a cold no we, we don't want you or the, or the worst which is even worse is the nothing you know the oh right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well okay. actually I've gotten a lot even with any, you can associate that with anything like a job interview if you go for a job interview and then don't hear and back then you just like tell me if I got it or I didn't it's the yeah. limbo it's the state of not knowing that's excruciating yeah it's really painful I mean that's part I, I think uh, a huge part of just very quickly just to jump back to pitching and, yeah, and, yeah. and comedy and stuff the worst part of the whole process which needs to be which they're getting better at and Screen Ireland they're getting a lot better at this and the same with other funding schemes and stuff they're giving you notes back which are really helpful okay like a no is not a nothing or a no thanks for submitting 
it shouldn't be good enough. It mm. doesn't help us mm. to get better. Mm. Um, and sometimes they break, they break out of that and they'll give you a couple of notes because they don't want you to let the project die, which is very beneficial. And I've got that and it's been helpful. But I know people that have pitched projects that I thought were brilliant. And then they were just not selected on three or four platforms and then it's dead. And then you go, that shouldn't be dead. That's really good. Yeah. That's really good and it's not good for now, but it should be good or it can be good for another, another time. Or even shortlisted. I've entered competitions yeah. with scripts and they haven't even been shortlisted. Like, unfortunately, this time you have, I'm like, how the, it's like when you're confident and you know that it's good, mm. you're just like, how is this not, what the fuck? Well, it's the, accept, it's, you know, it's another skill, the acceptance of, of the scenario. It is what it is. Yeah. But feedback is good because it helps you become a better craftsman at whatever it is that you're doing. Um, you may not agree with it, but feedback is always welcome, and more feedback needs to be given to people. Yeah, but that's that's great if Screen Ireland are, are doing that. That's that's really good, as opposed to being just just a no shut down. You yeah. know, and I look, I know they get huge. Like the volumes of applications for stuff is huge. I know that, mm. but it also gives. What did he say? It's not you. It's uh, me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, I'm, you know, it's just we haven't seen each other much during the pandemic. And it's not, it's not, it's not working out. And, you know, I just don't see it working. I mean, I've seen you, you know, we're looking at your scripts. <laughs> I've seen the way you were looking at that director. <laughs> but, you know, anything kind of, you know, this is what works, this is what doesn't work, and this is why we didn't select it, you know. Mm. And I know the money's not there for the readers and stuff, but it is what it is. Yeah. Anyway, Joseph. Thank you very much for yeah. uh, entering the, hollow, the hollowed halls of F&I Rap Chat. Good to be here, man. Can't, um, can't wait to see what you do next. Yeah. Um, and thanks a million for your time. Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.